time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men, and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me words that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. wonderful Christmas surprises in 2021. The first was the lighting of the New Haven Christmas tree. On the evening of December 2nd, hundreds of people with their kids, grandkids, and dogs were gathered on the town green. 
all of us advently waiting for the big moment. Well, finally, a Channel 8 host came on the mic and announced that the time had come. A hush fell over the huge crowd. The host began counting down from 10 to 1. A second later, the massive 50-foot Norway spruce lit up. It had thousands of colored lights topped off with a large white star. I will never forget that moment, and neither will the crowd. I believe it was what we all were consciously and unconsciously longing for. Looking up at that beautiful tree and that bright star, there was a moment of shared wonder that transcended age, race, and politics. It happened again on Christmas Eve. After the 4 p.m. service, our little congregation walked outside, gathered around that same tree, and began singing Christmas carols. As we were singing, other people around the green came over and joined us, around 50 in all, young and old, rich and poor, lost and found. One of the newcomers requested, O Holy Night. That would have been a huge stretch. However, we were blessed to have our wonderful church choir lead us. And I'll never forget that moment either. Looking up at that glowing star-topped tree in the middle of a raging pandemic, I was transfixed with epiphanal wonder and hope. It truly was a religious experience in the best sense of the word. Many years ago, Abraham Heschel put it beautifully, the way to faith leads through acts of wonder. Wonder is the root of faith. How beautiful and countercultural is that? Wonder is the root of faith, not morality, not ethics, not even social justice. Rather, all of those are branches generated from the joyful roots of wonder. So welcome one and all to the wonderful season of Epiphany, the season when we pause to behold the mystery and the wonder of God's love. In his little book, God Laughs and Plays, David James Duncan describes the first time he experienced epiphanal wonder. My earliest experience of wonder was the feeling that would come over me as a little kid when I pictured the shepherds and wise men on the night hills above Bethlehem. Even when they were made of illuminated plastic standing around on my neighbor's front lawn. I will never forget their slack-jawed expressions of wonder, completely smitten by that star in the east. Enter our gospel reading for this morning. With slack-jaw wonder, the three wise men threw all prudence to the wind and followed that newborn star. Their first stop was the royal palace. After all, newborn kings are born in a palace, right? Wrong. When King Herod heard the news that another king had been born outside his palace, he did not find it wonderful. Rather, he sought to destroy that one who the prophet Isaiah described as wonderful counselor, mighty God. After they followed the star to the stable and presented gifts fit for a king, 
the wise men had a dream, a mysterious dream telling them not to let Herod near that newborn child. Don't let him near the baby Jesus, rather to return home by another way. Do you see what's going on here? It's the age-old story that religion without wonder is selfish and sometimes deadly. Without a sense of openness to the mystery and the wonder of a higher power, people in high places begin to claim that they have all the power, that they have all the answers, that they are right and everyone else is wrong. To put it another way, instead of being full of wonder, they are full of themselves. That's what makes a Herod a Herod. Instead of being vulnerable and open to the wonder of God, everything they say and do is fear-based. It says it right there in the passage. When King Herod heard Jesus was born, he was frightened. He was so afraid that he sought to destroy the wonder of God's plan for new life and new beginnings. Wonder is the root, the essence of religious faith. I love the way Duncan put it. As a facial expression, wonder is the letter O. The letter O our eyes and mouth make when we experience it. Oh my God. I think that's what the wise men said when they saw that star. And then he says this. Wonder is like grace. It is not a condition we can grasp. Rather, wonder grasps us. It descends on us, turning us slack-jawed like those plastic wise men. Oh, my God. The season of Epiphany is all about celebrating new birth and new beginnings, including newness in our everyday lives in the people and the things that we so often take for granted, including our closest people, including even our partners. In Duncan's words, I believe it is wonder even more than fidelity that keeps relationships alive. I'll bet that woke a few of you up. I believe it is wonder even more than fidelity that keeps relationships alive. Say what? It's shocking to hear it first. But if we go back and remember that wonder is the root of faith, it all makes perfect sense. When we take our partners for granted, when we claim to know everything there is to know about them, we deconstruct them. We cut them off at the root. We extract the wonder out of the relationship, which puts us in danger of seeking wonder elsewhere. The same is true for our children and our grandchildren. We all need to pause on occasion and behold these wonderful little people for who they are and how they wake us up in the moment. And when we fail to do so, Nine times out of ten, the reason is unnecessary busyness. John Kabat-Zinn, director of the Mindfulness Center in UMass, put it like this, It doesn't take any more time to hug or say goodbye to our children in the morning. 
But too often in our hurriedness, the mind says, I don't have time for this. Actually, that's all you have time for is this, because there is nothing more than this. Or when your four-year-old can't decide which dress she wants to wear. That's not a problem for you unless you make it a problem. That's just the way four-year-olds are in the moment. And then he concludes with this. When we pay attention to these lessons, we cease running toward our death and become open to the wonder of everyday life. So what about the elderly? As we grow older, does our sense of wonder wane? I don't think so. Contrary to cultural belief, the wonder of everyday life does not diminish with age. In fact, I submit as we grow older, it gets even more expansive and more brilliant. The late, great Betty White, who blazed her way to heaven on New Year's Eve, exemplified this. People referred to Betty time and again as an ageless star, and she loved it. In her words, the older you get, the better you get, unless you're a banana. Betty was an ongoing and unfolding person. She never dulled. As we grow older, our essence gets even more expansive and more brilliant. To put it another way, we are all mysterious mini solar systems onto ourselves, metaphorically and yes, even a bit literally. Science has known for a long time that stars turned supernova are responsible for creating many of the elements in the periodic table, including the carbon and hydrogen that make up our bodies. So yes, there really is a little stardust in all of us. How beautiful is that? Stop and think about it. A wonderful big bang happened at our birth, and we are all still expanding and growing. Regardless of our age and the condition of our bodies, the essence, the beauty, the wonder of who we are continues to be ongoing and unfolding. King Herod, on the other hand, in his quest to kill the baby Jesus, in his desire to snuff out new life, had become himself the opposite. King Herod had become a black hole. It's right there in our reading for this morning. Herod says to the wise people, Go and search diligently for the child And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. Bring me word as to where he is so I may go near him. So I may be near him. Black holes devour nearby stars. Poor Herod was so afraid he sought to snuff out new life and new light. And in the process, he snuffed out his own light. Wonder is the root of religion and the essence of life itself, including new life. We need to celebrate it in the world and in each other. So how do we do this? 
how do we cultivate wonder in our everyday lives? There's a man by the name of Jeff Davis who wrote a blog for Psychology Today titled Tracking Wonder. In his words, we all want the same thing out of life. We all want our lives to be meaningful, but we also want them to have a little magic. So how do we find this magic? In three words, in three words, here's how. Pause, gaze, praise. Pause, gaze, praise. Do you want to be happier than you are now? Do you want a little excitement, a little starlight back in your life and in your relationships? If so, then I invite you to make a wonderful and wise New Year's resolution. Resolve in 2022 to pause, gaze, and praise at a clear, starry night. To pause, gaze, and praise at the beauty of the natural world surrounding you every day. To pause, gaze, and praise at your friends and family, your co-workers, and even that complete stranger. And lastly, to celebrate your own stardust, to pause, gaze, and praise at the ongoing and unfolding wonder and uniqueness of you. us pray. Passionate and loving God, thank you for the gift of wonder, for creating the ongoing and unfolding universe that sparkles with a canopy of stars. We give you thanks and praise for another new year, for the opportunity to let go of the past and lean forward into the future, to celebrate what has been, and to dream about what wonderful new beginnings and new life can be. During this new year, may we pause, gaze, and praise on a daily basis. May the mystery of your presence renew and strengthen our interpersonal relationships, that we may celebrate the wonder in others and in ourselves, a wonder that will be the root of our faith, our morality, and our ethics, resulting in buds of justice and mercy and peace in our community, our country, and our world. Amen.
may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up her countenance upon you and give you joy and peace in the new year. Amen.